The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So we have um, a little time now for questions, um, comments. How has that? How was that for you? Um, and any questions that might have come up with this type of practice? And we'll use the mics for this if you have any questions. We've got somebody. Um, oh, could we use could we use the mics? Yeah. Thank you. Um, probably two questions. How do you know you're really there? How do you, you know? Really got how do you know you're really present? Uh, you know, uh, situation that you really got there. So I, I, I felt relaxed. I was like sleeping. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. But I don't so, know if I really got there. Okay, so, so that's a good question. I mean, the, one of the questions to explore is, am I aware? If, you're, if you can even ask yourself that question, you're aware. And the, the feeling of knowing that you're there, it's a great question because, you know, the, the sense of, of being present, it's almost so familiar to us that we're not uh, conscious of it sometimes. And so beginning to highlight this uh, exploration of am I aware, while we may not be able to really know what that feeling is, we, we can know the answer to that question. Yes, I'm aware. I, I can ask that question. Yes, I'm aware. Now, how do we know that? That becomes more familiar over time. You know, the, the kind of distinction between uh, what it's like to be aware and what it's you know, kind of like when we're lost in thought. So that question, am I aware, begins to point to that, that the answer to that very question. And then, what am I aware of, knowing moment to moment that we are aware? Another place to check into that uh, experience of awareness is in a moment when you see clearly, I mean, you said you weren't so, so clear or aware uh, whether you were here or not. Uh, at times, it'll be clear you're not You'll wake up recognizing, wow, my mind was a hundred miles away. It was like, you know, it was in, it was in San Jose at the, at the museum down there. You know, it's like, so you, you see, you wake up and you see that the mind wasn't there. In that moment of the waking up, that's another opportunity to get familiar with that experience of this is what it's like to be present. Because in that moment, there's a little bit of a contrast between what it was like for the mind to be lost in thought and what it's like now when the mind is present. So this practice does um, uh, begin to unfold more... um, I don't know what the, quite the right word I want to, I'm looking for, but the, the, the familiarity with the experience of being aware is something that we get more um, conscious of, more, more familiar with, and that supports the practice over time. So initially, it is, it is not obvious. It's interesting that it's not obvious, that awareness itself isn't obvious. Um, but it, it is a... It's kind of a subtle thing, in a way. 
you know, it's... Uh, to me, it feels a little bit like, like backing up. It's like the whole way that the mind experiences things is through awareness. It's like looking through glasses, you know. Those of you who have glasses maybe can understand this analogy. It's like often we're just looking at the world and we're not so aware of the glasses. We're aware, that we're aware of the things in the room. We're aware of what we're looking at. But we can kind of become aware that the whole way we know those things is because of the glasses. And uh, that's kind of similar to what it's like to become aware that we are aware. It's, uh, we're aware that we're aware because we know what's happening. And the feeling of that awareness does become more clear over time. So that's a, it's a really great question. Uh, and just, you know, keep exploring it over the day. Just that, that, that checking in of, am I aware? The answer will be yes, if you can ask that question. But just kind of, what is it? You know, what is that awareness? You don't have to have an answer, but just kind of take in, yeah, I know I'm aware. Okay, and then what am I aware of? And over time, the mind will, will be able to answer that question itself. And, and this will eventually become uh, something that flows. I mean, I don't need to go on through like a checklist like I did now. I need to be aware of my lips touching, my hips uh, feeling the pain of the seat, and you know, the noise of a truck going through and saying it's not annoying me. I'm, I had a checklist. Check, uh-huh. check, yeah. check. Uh-huh. Do I need to... S- Eventually, I will stop. Eventually, eventually, the mind can just simply know what it's aware of as opposed to having to kind of consciously think about, okay, pay attention to this, pay attention to that, pay attention to that. That's, that's using the kind of directed attention. And over time, it can become much more uh, just... Natural. Natural, yeah. And the, the, um, one of the benefits of this kind of practice and why I'm teaching it today... Uh, This is the end of a week of a non-residential retreat on daily life practice. This style of meditation, um, the instructions for sitting and the instructions for living in your life and practicing are identical. Uh, And so in our daily lives, uh, if we were thinking that to be mindful meant we have to have a checklist we're running through all the time and looking for various experiences, paying attention to various things, we're probably not going to do it because our mind is engaged with other activities. And so this is uh, a practice that helps us to wake up to what the mind is already doing. We can wake up to planning. We can wake up to driving. We can wake up to seeing. We can wake up to having a conversation and just know what's happening already as opposed to having to have this uh, looking for particular things. So that this practice carries right from the cushion into daily life. So that's, that's part of why I'm teaching so, today. So, so the idea eventually is to bring this mindfulness into my regular day. Not if I uh, dedicate like half an hour for meditation, and then I'm going to be mindful. But you say during the day, exactly. I need to have it. Like you, you have this note on the door, open the door mindfully. Yes, <laughs> yes, okay. yeah. Okay. So yeah, we, we, we do move towards that. And, uh, you know, it's helpful also to do the sitting practice um, because often it's easier. I mean, there's so many more supports to remembering. You, you, you'll, you'll, I think, recognize that a lot of the mindfulness is about remembering. It's, uh, 
that's the hard part, <laughs> remembering to be mindful. And uh, in our sitting practice, we have more reminders to help us remember. First, we're usually sitting in a posture, and that helps us to remember to be mindful. We often have our eyes closed, and so when we wake up into some thought about being with a friend someplace else, it's like, wait, wait a minute, oh, right, I'm, I'm here. I'm, my intention is to be present. So we have a lot of reminders in our sitting practice to help us to keep that connectivity going. In our daily life, we lose all of that, and so it's harder. But it is the same practice, and uh, this, I think, uh, for me, the uh, daily life practice the ability to see what my mind is doing and how it's getting me into trouble in daily life has been a huge benefit for uh, being a happier person. So, What, what is your take about uh, itches during uh, meditation? I'm sorry? Scratch at the itch or not? <laughs> so uh, this, this question relates also to, so do we scratch an itch or not? And also to pain in a way. Um, do we move if we're experiencing pain? Um, what I'd like to encourage is uh, first to notice that experience. Tell yourself, I mean, it's okay. It's okay to scratch a niche. It's okay to move your body as long as you're aware that that's happening. Often we will, like, you know, uh, if there's a niche, we'll, like, surreptitiously go, try to do it really fast, you know, so that it's like, skip over that part, you know, I don't have to, you know, make sure nobody sees me, you know. If we are aware for, of the whole thing, there's itching. Recognize the itching, the, the, the sensation itself. Notice the urge to move, to, to alleviate that itch. Notice the aversion to the itch. Because there's often, uh, itches are great practice objects, you know, um, because, you know, it, it, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of possibility to see what our minds do about our bodies, And, you know, if you don't scratch the itch, you're not going to die. You know, it's not going to damage your body. It's not, you know, it's just going to drive your mind nuts. So you get to watch your mind being driven nuts for a few minutes or a few seconds if you can handle that. You know, just notice that aversion. Notice that pushing away. Notice that, oh, I don't like that. The feeling, the urge to move. Notice all of that. And you might be surprised that the urge might go away. The itch might go away without having scratched it. And yet, you know, it might not. And you might find that your relationship to it gets uh, really um, challenging. You get averse to the aversion, and it begins to be a cycle of, why am I even doing this? I should just go home now, you know. If it gets like that, then by all means, itch. But notice, you've decided to scratch. So that's been a decision you've made. That's happened in the mind. Notice the movement of your hand. Notice the contact. Notice the scratching. Notice the relief. <laughs> Notice the movement. Allow it to be part of the practice. Everything can be part of our practice. Mindfulness can go anywhere. So, and likewise with pain, a very similar exploration. You know, notice, notice the experience. Notice the aversion. If it starts to feel overwhelming, by all means, move. And be mindful as you move. Let's see if there's another, another person who, who has a question. I find that the longer meditations that I do, and like with this particular one, with the mindfulness, I get really anxious 
and anxiety and also feeling claustrophobic. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm mindful of it, but it, sometimes it seems overwhelming. Um, so, so one thing, the piece I'd point to here is, so there's the feeling of claustrophobia. That's one piece. And then your relationship to that? What's your relationship to it? You probably know. Stress okay. and anxiety and, like, I, it's really difficult to explain, but it seems like the more that I was with myself and aware and being aware, the harder it seemed to be calm. Okay, so, so it sounds like in trying to be aware of that difficulty of the claustrophobia, it actually feels like it gets worse. Um, so if that's happening, usually there is some, essentially what's happening there is that the attitude of claustrophobia is being used to observe the claustrophobia. And so it loops back on itself. It gets, it gets worse. So if it feels like it's spiraling that way, there's, uh, you know, if you can recognize, wow, there's the claustrophobia and the aversion to it, and be okay with that, what, you, you will know that you're okay with that if the claustrophobia doesn't get worse while you're observing it. If the claustrophobia gets worse, I'd say change change something. Let go of trying to pay attention to the claustrophobia. Maybe open your eyes. Um, uh, just pick something else. Go to hearing. Just rather than pay attention to the, to the experience of the claustrophobia itself, choose something else. Is there something you know that helps you when that happens? Do you, do you have something that helps you when that experience happens? The mindfulness that comes to me when it happens is that the uncomfortability of sitting with myself quietly, I guess, Uh for a long period of time. I want to get up and go. Okay. Um, So um, is there, is there, does opening your eyes help to alleviate that? I will try that. Okay. Yeah. Try that and see. You could also um, try doing some walking meditation. Having, letting your body move and just being aware, uh, you know, oh, body's moving, body's moving. And uh, just see how that, that works. You're welcome to do that during any of the sittings. Uh, or you could try standing or just change things a little bit uh, and see if there's something that you can find that allows the mind to be not quite so tight in that. How did the relaxation work for you? Was that supportive? Very. So you could go back to relaxation. Just, just do that. You can do that over and over again. And this, oh, this is the last one, and then we'll move on to walking. Hopefully it will be quick. I think you said don't fight anything when we were meditating. I, I could be wrong about that. I don't remember using that word. Um, um, Maybe it was different. Well, I I think there's no need to resist anything. Uh, Everything is okay in the field of mindfulness. Okay. Um, Everything can be okay. Sometimes, as in this kind of a situation, sometimes we find that our we get caught in a loop 
a feedback loop. Like, for instance, if we're angry and we're observing that with anger, it can just spiral and get, we get into the rabbit hole of uh, anger. And in, in the case where something starts to escalate while we're trying to be mindful of it, it can be helpful to pick something else to be attentive to. The basic instruction is just moment after moment, what's happening now, what's happening now, what's happening now? And from time to time, check in with our relationship. But there's no need to um, uh, uh, choose what we're paying attention to and no need to resist any particular experience. Mine was really wanting to sleep, but when you said that, I was like, oh, does that mean I can fall asleep? Well, I mean, the, the, you, can, you can actually explore being aware of the experience of sleepiness. You don't have to fight the sleepiness. You don't have to try to stop the sleepiness. But the exploration would be, what's it like to feel sleepy? Wow, the body actually feels pretty relaxed. You know, oh, hmm. Okay, the body starts feeling kind of soft and the, the muscles relax. You can feel that. You can know that. You can know the experience in the mind of the kind of uh, loose, um, vibratory, kind of oscillating place that's like really pleasant. Oh, pleasant, pleasant, pleasant. And then you might <laughs> fall and then uh, uh, that will wake you up. <laughs> and you can just do it all over again. So... Try to bring that light touch of mindfulness to it. Um, and if you're too sleepy, open your eyes. Just okay. al- allow that to continue. So I want to talk a little bit about walking. Um, the instructions are the same. Notice whether you're aware and what you're aware of. What's obvious moment to moment. In walking, and this is a great place to start to explore the the way this practice carries into life. There's no uh, particular thing you have to pay attention to. Uh, Often we, in walking meditation, think, okay, attention to the feet, pay attention to the movement of the feet. And again, you know, if you're in the grocery store, lifting, moving, placing, is that that going to happen? Um, Can you instead be aware of just the seeing that's happening, the hearing that's happening, the movement, the emotions. What is the mind already aware of? My teacher, Sayadaw Utejaniya, was asked at one point, how do you do walking meditation? He said, I don't do walking meditation. I practice awareness while walking. So that shows the orientation here. We're practicing awareness, whether sitting, walking, eating, going to the bathroom, whatever we're doing. What's, what, am I aware? What am I aware of? Over and over again. So the instructions are the same. The experiences that we meet in walking are going to be a little different than when we're sitting with our eyes closed. We're going to have a lot of seeing going on. Maybe more hearing. Because we're more out into the environment. More movement happening. So the experiences that are obvious will probably be different than they are when you're sitting. So just moment after moment, am I aware? What am I aware of? One thing I'll encourage with the walking, to begin with, to begin your walking, first of all, I want to encourage you to take a walk through the neighborhood. You know, just do a normal walk. I'd like to encourage you to explore what this practice is like Mindfulness at any speed, right? It's not, it's not 
uh, doesn't have to be slowed down. So I'd like to encourage you to explore that. What might it mean to be mindful at a normal walking pace? So taking a walk through the neighborhood and just noticing what you're aware of moment after moment. To begin with, it might be helpful, as in the sitting, we started with relaxation. In the walking, a way to explore relaxation is to start by seeing if you can find a pace of walking that allows there to be an ease in the mind and body. What pace feels comfortable? Start there. Start from finding a comfortable pace. And when there's a sense of comfortable ease, open up to what's obvious. Am I aware and what's obvious? So it's really a simple practice. There's only a few instructions. It's just hard to remember. (laughs) The light touch, light touch, moment after moment. Am I aware? What am I aware of? And also from time to time checking in your relationship with experience. So we'll walk for about 35 minutes until... um, 11.50, 11.50, so right now the clock says uh, 11.13, uh, so I will ring the bell outside at about 11.45 to call you back, um, so if, you, if you're taking a walk through the neighborhood, just you know, set your watch and try to be back in the vicinity at about quarter of, so thank you. <laughs>